Welcome to the Pathfinder Podcast. I'm your host, Will, and today's guest is Rob Emery. Rob is a self-employed businessman in the real estate sector, originally from South Africa, uh, where Rob represented South Africa in rugby league, as well as playing a lot of club rugby uh, up and around Johannesburg um, before immigrating to the UK. Rob is the father of seven children, uh, three of whom are triplets and suffer from cerebral palsy. And his wife is also in a wheelchair. So Rob's new passion has become coaching wheelchair rugby after spending some time coaching 15-a-side rugby as well. Looking forward to hearing Rob's interesting and storied life. And if you check the show notes, there's lots of information there with regards to how you can connect with Rob and follow his story. Rob's a really passionate and positive guy. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, this is Will Mbunga, and on today's Pathfinder podcast, I'm joined by my guest, Rob Emery, who's going to be sharing some of the tips and practical advice gained from his life experience to date. Uh, Rob and I go back away to Johannesburg, uh, Wanderers rugby days, so I've known him for a while. And uh, it's been an exciting journey watching Rob's career and, and family life develop and grow. And uh, I will let Rob talk a little bit more about himself now. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Will. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, yes, as Will said, it's Rob Emery. Um, I am passionate about all things rugby, so any kinds of rugby. Um, I'm the father of a whole tribe of children. Um, but in particular, triplets with severe cerebral palsy. Um, I'm a husband, uh, I'm a businessman, um, I'm a coach, uh, I'm a son and I'm a brother to some. Um, yeah, I think that sums me up in a little bit, if that's okay, Will. Yeah, perfect, Rob. Um, so before we get into all things life and, and, and business and rugby, um, what uh, what you what you been doing sort of the last couple of months? Obviously, with uh, all the different lockdowns and, and restrictions we've had, a lot of people have obviously been experiencing uh, quite challenging and different scenes and scenarios. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how it's been going for you guys? Yeah, obviously, all sport was pretty much parked for quite a while. Um, Work-wise, I was very lucky that our industry. Could stay open. I'm a self-employed estate agent, um, and I head up our buyers agent department or our property search department, where I help people find properties and, and try and secure them better prices for, you know, for the properties. Um, and now, fortunately, I've just expanded into adding sales back into the the mix um, with the, the packages I've got at home now. It's freed up a little bit of my time. Um, other than that, I've spent I think the last five or six months in and out of hospital every week with one of the triplets. Um, so that's kept me nice and busy. Um, yeah, and then I suppose just spending the time at home, um, I'm a bit cliche, but I have genuinely used the time to expand my, my mind and grow and find ways to get better. Um, and I've also started sharing my story out there to try and help uh, other people get through darker days. Fantastic. And we'll all circle back to, to your story in, in a little while. Um, but uh, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself from a backstory perspective? So 
um, schooling, early memories in terms of how you grew up and, and how that's shaped or, or led you to where you are today? So early days, uh, I was uh, born in Joburg uh, and we lived in a place called Halfway House. It was a tiny little town between Joburg and Pretoria. It was exactly in the middle. Um, in the old days, it's where the ox wagons used to stop on their way from Joburg, Joburg to Pretoria. Um, obviously expanded and stuff. I was very fortunate to live on on plots. Um, and we had my, my family were horse riders. Um, so we had horses and the next door neighbors had cows and sheep and donkeys and goats and all sorts of nonsense. So we grew up relatively like farm type life. Um, we used to go out hunting snakes and frogs and um, around the corner from us was the bird sanctuary where they used to get bullfrogs like this. It was, uh, it was some massive, massive bullfrogs. Um, and I went to the local school and loved sports from the minute I could do sports. I did every sport I could possibly do. Um, I started with horse riding when I was very young. Um, obviously, football was quite big in the primary schools in Johannesburg. Um, we didn't have rugby in those days. It was football and football and football, and, and I think we played cricket every now and then. Um, <laughs> so we played, played cricket, football, I did swimming. We used to play tennis, uh, just about anything you could do. Um, played club football. We got to quite a high level. Um, it was amazing. Um, yeah, and then I went off to school in the Eastern Cape, um, a school called Dale College in King Williamstown. Um, where I think, you know, I went to boarding school was amazing. Like, I think back on it now with a lot of fond memories. It, were, it was tough at first, but, you know, getting used to living in an environment, but it was an amazing place to be. I met some really amazing people. Um, and that's where I bumped into this oval balled game called rugby. Um, I remember going to the hockey pitch and going, well, I played football, so hockey can't be that different, so I'll go and check it out. Saw the sticks and went, no, this is not for me. And off I went down to the rugby pitch, and and that was it. So that was in I think 1991, um, and I'm still involved in rugby quite heavily. Um, my love for rugby grew from Dale College. Um, the Eastern Cape is a massive passion for the game of rugby um, across all communities. There's no there's no limitation to who can play rugby in the Eastern Cape. Is if you can play, you can play, and you just get stuck in and play. Um, I think Dale College and the, traditional values we learned probably grew me into a lot of the person I am today. Um, getting over adversity, um, being away from home for such long periods of time, um, learning how to deal with living with a whole bunch of other people of different ages and uh, different ethnic backgrounds and whatever the case may be. Um, you know, so learning just to live on a different platform. Um, I think we were always competitive, even from a young age, but like it just peaked when I got to that high school level. I just wanted to be better and better and better. Um, obviously, I was about seven years behind everyone else in rugby, so I had a lot of catching up to do quite quickly. Um, and that was that. And then I went back to back to Joburg. Um, I think I went straight to work like four days after I finished school around for a few years and then I went to study marketing uh, did the IMM graduate course um, and I was in my first year and my mom passed away at the end of my first year and I, yeah I sort of just left it I couldn't afford to carry on really so 
I ended up working in restaurants. Um, I spent many, many years running restaurants and stuff, um, which was another life lesson completely. Um, I started in the one restaurant as a casual barman, working one or two shifts a week. Um, and I think within nine months to a year, I was the general manager. Um, but yeah, I definitely learned a lot of life lessons working <laughs> in restaurants and pubs, um, which is quite cool. Um, and then sort of left there and I sort of tried to follow the self-employed model ever since. Um, you know, I started a catering company. Um, I joined up with a, a mate of mine with a driving school. Um, and then, you know, whatever odds and ends. And then I would help out people in the restaurants and stuff like that when they needed. Mm -hmm. um, and I suppose my mind, main driving force was always rugby, was just to be able to play rugby whenever I could. Um, and obviously have a couple of cold ones when it was necessary, um, which was not far from the rugby field in those days. Yeah, all part of the fun, eh? Hey? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was good fun in those days. But I think that's that's about it. Uh, we grew up with competitive lifestyles, and we we learned to deal with adversity and overcome obstacles, which has really helped me at where I am today. Mm -hmm. Cool. And uh, in terms of today, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you're about now in terms of your business, uh, your hobbies and passions? Uh, and also, if you could start sharing a little bit about your, your life mission in terms of your, your charity and lifestyle involvements, um, and also how you got into all that. Okay, so in a nutshell, I'm a self-employed agent, like I said earlier. Um, I've now I've expanded from just being a buyer's agent. I'm, I'm starting fresh uh, down in Bournemouth and Poole. Um, I've got a couple of listings, and we're looking to grow a business down there, a part of a business. I work under a company called Power Bespoke, um, and I'm looking to grow the brand and all of that down here. Um, and the model, it, it's good, it's great. The self-employed model for me, it's very similar to what we did back in South Africa, um, and it also just allows me the freedom to do what I need to with my with my triplets. Um, hobbies, uh, I only have one hobby and passion, and, and that is rugby. Um, rugby, 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 rugby. Um, I am currently the head coach of the Bournemouth Lions Wheelchair Rugby Club. Um, got into it through my wife, who's um, in a wheelchair, who's a paraplegic, uh, started playing there, and by, I somehow ended up coaching it. And it's been one of the most amazing rides uh, in terms of coaching. Um, I've learned so much in the, in the last couple of years from there. Um, I was coaching... 15s, I was very fortunate to play a very long time. Um, yeah, I must have been about 36 when I decided to really stop and I got into coaching. Um, I was fortunate enough to leave playing and go immediately into a coaching role. Um, and I coached the Joburg Police backline for two years. Um, it was mm -hmm. amazing. We had a fantastic run. Um, I left the club just before the triplets were born with an unbeaten record as the first team backline coach, um, which sounds strange because I played in the forwards. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we had a we had a phenomenal backline and the guys knew how to clean out, which was uh, a little different from some of the backlines you see these days. Yeah. Um, last mission. I just want, I want to see people succeed and, and I want people to know that there is... No matter what life throws at you, there's always something to be grateful for. There's always something to look up to. Um, I can't remember who said it, but they said if you fall on, if you're going to fall, fall on your back. 
because if you're looking up, you can get up type of thing. Um, and I suppose that's that positive like that. outlook. I think that's really my, my mission. Um, other, you know, my personal mission then at home would be to make sure that my children have the best that they can get. Um, you know, I've got, obviously I've got seven children, including the triplets, um, but with the triplets having the challenges they've got, it's very difficult with the other kids trying to stay in touch with two back in South Africa and the two here, you know, sometimes they feel a little bit isolated. Um, particularly the one that's stuck in the middle when she's at that awkward primary school age and she's still inquisitive, but she doesn't always get the attention she needs. Um, so that at, at a personal level is to try and make sure I'm giving everyone the same amount of attention. Um, charity. Um, I think the charity that I look after or, or do the most fundraising for in that chair is called Diverse Abilities. Um, it's the Dorset, um, it's a Dorset based charity that look after children and young adults with disabilities. So basically from youngsters all the way up till I think at 25, that, that case for those. Um, it just so happens that my kids go to the school that's run by Diverse Abilities. Um, and a lot of the respite care that the triplets get come from the same charity. Um, so it just made sense for me to you know back them and do as much as I can for them. Um, yeah, lifestyle, live at the beach. Um, living the dream. I'm known as the guy with the shorts and slops. <laughs> <laughs> when people see me wearing trousers and shoes, they're going, oh, okay, are you going to a funeral? I'm like, probably going to work if I'm dressed like that. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the time, it's just, yeah, just enjoy life um, and yeah, just try and be as positive as possible and leave, leave a positive impact on all those I meet. Awesome. And, and that just resonates so much for me because Obviously, as I said, having having met you at, at the rugby club, one of my earliest memories of you was just such a positive can-do attitude. Um, and, you know, thinking back to some of the adversity and, and challenges just within the club in terms of selection challenges and, and personality clashes we had with, with you know, between coaches and, and coaches and players, et cetera. Um, again, through some of those challenges, that, that positivity and, and, and can-do came through and one of one of the things that drew me to to keeping in touch with you as 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 a person. So, yeah, I really love that. It's, uh, there's, there's no point in being negative. It takes effort to be negative. To be honest, it's a lot easier to find something to be grateful for. Um, and if you don't have anything, then just be thankful that you woke up in the morning and you're still breathing. Yeah, that's it. I, I like to say upright and breathing is always a good start. Eh? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a good place to start. Um, you've got a roof over your head or whatever the case may be. Um, life's going to throw challenges at you. It's just, I suppose, how you look at them and how you, how you deal with them. Mm. So in terms of, obviously, we, we've talked a little bit about, about challenges and adversity. What's, what's your biggest business or life challenge right now? And how are things going in terms of, of overcoming it or, or dealing with it? Okay, so I, I don't... I know people say you should have this like work-life balance, but you know, being in the industry that I, I am in, um, I find being an estate agent is a lifestyle. It's much like being a sportsman. Um, it, it, you, have, you have to live it in order to, to I suppose, succeed. Um, so the, it sort of blends across the whole time. Um, and being a self-employed agent allows me 
a time when I need to to take off because I'm fortunate enough to be able to work completely remotely in some of the stuff I do, which mm-hmm. is an absolute bonus. And then the support I get allows me to be with my kids when I need to be with my kids in hospital or whatever the case is. Um, I suppose the biggest trick is, for me, my biggest challenge is not being able to really know. Like I, today, it might be a seizure or a shunt malfunction or whatever the case may be. So it's almost like that not knowing what's ha- going to happen that day. Um, and I suppose going back to when the boys were born, my wife and I decided that we'd live one day at a time. And that's, that's how I've got through that sort of challenge. But it does make it difficult when you've got to run a business and run a school and try and earn some money and, you know, and, and just get by. So the biggest challenge for me is just that sort of unknown with the triplets. Um, and obviously human nature never helps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's, that's it. I, can, I mean, I've got a great support system um, with the kids. I've got a great support system at work and at home. So, I mean, I can't complain from that difference. It's just that sort of that uncertainty or that not knowing is something going to happen today. Um, you know, like I said, since December we've been in and out of hospital almost every week um last two weeks thank goodness they've been quite quiet which is amazing yeah Got loads of work done but yeah other than that it's I'm, I'm very lucky to be in the situation I'm in fantastic and again that being intentional about living in the moment and going a day at a time and not overthinking or, or kind of trying to see too far is, is a huge help in terms of resilience and, and, and dealing with challenges. I think sometimes we, we almost stress so much about the, the obstacle in front of us and obsess about it that we don't see all the good stuff that, that's still going on around us. No, absolutely. It's like people get so attached to a destination that they forget to enjoy what's happening every day. Yep. Um, just because things aren't going away doesn't mean things aren't good. Um, so, yeah, that's it. And uh, I've been actually, I'm reading this book uh, called Elite Minds, and they say exactly the same thing, whether you're in life or sports or business or whatever the case may be. Um, stop getting so focused on the goal and start loving the process. Yeah. So if you go, like, on my YouTube channel, it just says it's not about the destination, it's all about the journey. Fantastic. So in terms of obviously your life experience, is there any one or, or series of kind of awakening moments or, or events that, that change the way you think or, or behave or see the world? So something that kind of triggered that, that self-awareness in you to, to be more positive and intentional. Um, and, and for example, I, I remember when you launched your, your, your family um, gratitude um kind of daily gratitude um wake up was was brilliant and and you know what are some of the things that have, have led to to that becoming part of your day-to-day yeah i think i've i've always been a positive person um you know I've, i always just believe things will be okay like it's just it's just some deep belief probably a lot to do with faith um, you know, because I made it this far and I've definitely had some guardian angels making sure that I've made it through some sticky situations. Um, I've always wanted to help people. It's just something 
I never wanted to coach like while I was playing. I mean, just one day, I don't know, I didn't even know. I just ended up coaching like it was. I suppose it was the natural progression from where it was. Um, I've always believed that I would make a difference in people's lives. Um, but I had to fight my own demons first. Um, yeah, so I suppose alcohol and drugs played a massive part for a long time. Um, and in 2005, you know, I was, I started the the road to I guess recovery, but it, it took me four years to to win that battle. Um, you know, so I stopped drinking uh, and all sorts of whatever nonsense. In, I think it was like September October two thousand and five. I started playing rugby league, um, and within by June I was on a plane with the South African rugby league side to Italy to go and play um, and represent South Africa, which was amazing. And you know, good things happened to me when I stopped drinking and stopped being a clown. Yeah. Um, sort of fell off the wagon again, end of 2006, um, 2007, and then stumbled my way through. And then I was just out and it was, we had a massive party and I, I'll never, I just said, look, turn around, I said to guys, I'm done. That's it. This weekend I'm finished. Everyone laughed and said, yeah, 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 we've heard it all before. And that was it. So that was 12 years ago. I just, I said to him, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to die. Fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I don't know what it was. I was, and nothing particularly life-changing happened while I was, you know, we were out having a party, and it was a party. It was what was happening. It was hectic for sure, but like, I mean, it wasn't. No one died in front of me, or it. I just literally a switch turned in my brain and said, "You've got to stop and change your life. You can't carry on like this." Um, and it, ever since then, I've just been on this mission to make sure that I can help other people as much as possible um, in whatever small way it is. And if I can help one person, then I've, I've achieved something. Awesome. I love that. So have you had, I mean, I know for me, you've been one of those inspirational people in my life. Did you have, or is there somebody or, or a couple of people who've been that sort of inspirational person or, or people um it may be linked to to that awakening moment or that process you went through or, or just something that you've gone through at, at some other time uh, i had a lot of people that taught me a lot of good things and a lot of people that taught me a lot of bad things um i had one in particular who taught me a lot of good and bad at the same time um but the one thing he had was a, a massive amount of energy um mm -hmm. Was insane like i just so much passion for life and for things that he did um and i learned i grew a passion i think that's where like the coaching and the mentoring started coming in was i just wanted to have that energy and, and i saw how he influenced how he influenced my life um for one um, mm -hmm. you know whenever i was falling off wagons and stuff he was the first person there to help me um unbelievably so but like it was it was a great it was as good to have around as it was bad to have around if that makes any sense what's yeah better. no totally um but yeah so you know and then i've i've sort of gone through life and i've, I've looked back and I, I think i drew more inspiration from people that gave me bad lessons and people that gave me good lessons mm -hmm. so for me if we talk in coaching, for example, I had a lot of bad coaches or 
bad blood or coaches didn't like me or whatever you want to say. So, and I believe that I should have been in a certain team and they didn't believe that I was good enough. Um, but I always plugged away and showed them, look, I'll work harder than anyone else to get there. But I never wanted a player to feel like I played how I felt as a player. Like the coaches just didn't speak to you. They didn't offer you ways to get better. They just went, well, you're not good enough. It's, or you're not my mates, whatever the case may be. Mm. Um, or you don't fit you know, the same picture as everyone else in the team. Um, and I think those were the type of lessons that more influenced me than anything else. Um, you know, being a good person, and, and I take it across the life, it's like try and share so that people can get better because if everyone's better, it pushes you to be better at the end of the day. Um, and I think that was probably my biggest thing. I mean, I had those, yeah, those coaches all the way through. doesn't matter what age group you play, you're going to come across them. That's it. Um, rugby still got a lot of old school mentality in it where people like they saw you play when you were 12 and maybe all of a sudden at 21 you bloomed um, and they go well you're not good enough like, it's a big bug there for me that so mm. I never wanted any player that played for me or was trying to play for a team that I coached to ever have that feeling so yeah I'm big on teaching people skills and life lessons to, to be better people and better players in whatever sport it is that I coach awesome Love that. So through your very varied life experiences, are there any sort of tips or tricks uh, or practical advice that you think you could share with us, uh, particularly for you know guys who are either wanting to follow their dream or, or guys who are struggling a little bit? Um, you know, it might be routines or behaviors, anything that's going to help people to, to win at life, basically. So, yeah, if we talk routines, um, I think one of the first things I like to do when I switch on the kettle is I, want, I like to write down things I'm grateful for every morning. Um, uh, it started off, I'd, I would do five things that I'm grateful for and then five things that I'd like to achieve. Um, and that can be big goals, small goals, whatever the case may be. Um, for example, in 2009, when I was struggling just before, you know, I had my little aha moment every day I was writing. Um, I'm grateful for my five things that I was grateful for, you know, so friends, family, a roof over my head, that I've got a car, you know, that I've got support systems and stuff like that. And then I listed the five things that I wanted. I wanted to get a new job because I'd still been working in restaurants and I wanted to get out of those long, horrible hours. Um, I wanted to settle down. I wanted to see my kids again. I wanted to buy a house and... I can't remember what the last one was, but anyway, so I had my aha moment. It was also around September, October in 20, uh, 2009. Um, by September 2011, I think I'd achieved, or October 2011, I'd achieved all of the goals that I'd written down in that piece of paper. Um, so it's just something that I've consistently done. And when I needed to move to the UK, then it was get to the UK by the States, get my kids into school by the state, get this, 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 and this done. And that was the same thing. In one year, I managed to get all of that ticked off. So as much as it's good to be positive, you've got to have goals and live, but you still got to live in the moments. So every day, remind yourself what you're living for, but don't get so fixated on, on that, that you can't, you can't divert because you never know what life throws at you. I mean, I went to a physio appointment on a Thursday morning. By Monday, the Monday after conversation I had at that physio appointment, I was moving to the UK. 
<laughs> you've got to you've got to be flexible in in what you do every day, but don't forget to enjoy yourself. The small things do count. I know it's it's a cliche and it's written everywhere. It's, the small things do matter. You know the small moments that you spend with your child. And lockdown gave me time to spend more time with my children. Hospital visits give me time to spend time with one child. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, also yeah. Time to spend some time on my own, and I, I generally get a lot more rest when I'm in hospital because I've got help with only one kid and the nurses to help me. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just things like that. I mean, don't be so rigid that you can't see outside and think outside the box. And there's always another way. Um, in terms of following your passion, you know, it's easy for for all these guys that stand on stage go follow your passion when they've got. 10 billion dollars in the bank accounts you can follow whatever you like when you've got that much money um be realistic with what you're doing but don't and give this is my one regret is i don't think i gave myself enough chance because i, I spent so much time drinking and smoking and stuff as a youngster i don't think i gave myself enough chances as a rugby player you know now 20 years later i'm thinking back i'm like geez if only i'd just given it a go you know what I'm saying? Like, if only I'd back myself a little bit more as a 20-year-old instead of listening to what other people were telling me. Before. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that's it. So if it's something that you really want to go, just give it a go. Like, the worst that can happen is you you don't succeed, but at least you've given it a go. And when you look back, you're not going to go, "I wish I had." Yeah, yeah. Or what if? If, if that's if that's the thing. So, give it a crack. I mean, do what do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Bro, cool. Thanks for that. Um, the next question I would love to hear, in terms of your 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 take on it, is obviously we all have um, tough breaks, or, or we fail, or, or you know we drop the ball in a, in a big way. Um, do you have any tough breaks or failures that that you've bounced back from? Um, that you would be happy to share, more importantly, the lessons that you learned through that experience um, about yourself in terms of, of coming back from, from whatever it was that, that tripped you up. Yeah, so it goes back to being a clown and probably, you know, I was trying to get things right. So I got retrenched and uh, probably the second time that it happened to me, I got retrenched and I'd be, I hadn't been. I'd stopped drinking, and I got back onto onto the onto the the pot, um, and I'd just gone absolutely savage. And I ended up losing the place where I was staying because I wasn't working, couldn't afford to pay rent, spending way too much time in the bars with people, um, you know, just really scraping through, and and it, it all just crashed. Like everything crashed. Like I didn't see my children. I didn't. I didn't have a home to live in. So luckily I had one or two friends that, you know, could bail me out and, you know, a couch here and a couch there. Um, it didn't take me long, thank goodness, but it was all in this time when I had that, I decided I couldn't carry on the way I was carrying on. Um, and yeah, so I'd, I'd literally lost everything. I had a car, I had a car full of clothes, and I think that was pretty much all I had. Um, and I basically at that time just decided to start my life all over again. And I think that was probably maybe that was the awakening moment was like, you can't live like this. You need, to, mm -hmm. you need to be better. You've got to set a good example for your children and your family and other people. Um, so the lessons I learned, 
one that is so I suppose I did get negative. I did start drinking. I drank quite heavily for four months. Ended up losing everything. Um, but it wasn't the end. It was just the beginning of something brand new at the end of the day. So things will get tough. Life will throw dodgeballs at you. You may lose everything. You may hit rock bottom. You may be a drug addict. You may be an alcoholic. You may be whatever. Like That's not who, who you were yesterday. It's not who you are today and who you will be tomorrow. Um, is it always easy? No, it's not always easy. Am I always happy because I'm positive? No, I'm not always happy because I'm positive. What I am is I know that I'll be okay. And I know tomorrow, if, if today is that bad, tomorrow can only be better. Um, so you can, even if you are rock bottom, learn to break out of that and become better. But it's only you that, it's only you that can help you. No one else. So like, it doesn't matter what influences you have around, you've got to make the decision and you've got to decide, I want to be better and I'm going to change the way I am. And it's that simple. And once you make that cognitive decision and you turn that switch in your brain, that's when the, that's when true change happens. And, and, and that's where I would suggest those people who are, are offering to help and are around to help would then be much more useful uh, in that you've made the conscious decision and then those support systems can kick in and, and really make a difference because you have bought into that process as well. Yeah, so I can, it's the same as, I suppose, coaching rugby team. If they don't buy into your philosophy, you'll never be successful. Um, so you've got to buy into your own life philosophy before anyone else can. And it is yeah. true, you've got to help yourself before you can help other people. And I think yep. that was one thing that I was terrible at. I used to help people before I helped myself. I would literally give people the shirt off my back and go without and then I realized one day I'm like, I'm just losing out because all I do is keep giving and giving and giving and giving and there's no reciprocation. Um, and then once I started looking after myself, it was a lot easier for me to help other people. Yeah, I, I had a great discussion about this with a friend the other day. We were talking about how it, it's not selfish to look after yourself. Yeah. And sometimes I think we, we get bogged down in this. If I take time for myself, I'm being selfish. I, I, I can't be selfish I, I need to look after my family I need to look after my mates I need to look after and we focus on looking after all these other things uh, to the detriment of our own mental and, and physical health yeah well you're no good to anyone if you wither away and die because you have yeah. to look after yourself um, yeah. or if you become a dithering wreck old hugging yourself in a corner rocking and crying yourself to sleep every day and um, yeah that's it. So I think if one thing I learned out of my biggest like tough break was losing everything harsh lesson but really good one um it, it's really probably also defined my it's probably made me even more resilient and more tough to deal with things and and just get things done like it doesn't matter people often ask me like how do you get by every day knowing i normally go to bed at midnight i'm up at two o'clock most mornings with, with one of the triplets and then still operates all day and you know maybe nap in the evening when you've got a care around and then just crack on people ask me how do you do it i was like it's not about you know the, the choice you make up is when i wake up or while i'm going this i know i'm tired but if i ponder over how tired i am the whole time i'm just going to be tired but if i focus on what needs to get done you forget how tired you are for a little while yeah um, and at least you can get by you know it's, and i think that's living in, in the presence you know it's, i need to be doing this and this is what i'm doing you know, it's not a choice for me at the end of the day whether I can get by or do, I have to do what I have to do. Otherwise, there's repercussions that go down the line. 
So, yeah, and that's it. It's, I suppose mindset has taught me how to be so strong-minded. You know, you know, when you've got nothing, you're almost desperate when you're speaking to people, you know, trying to get a job or, you know, just trying to get a break or trying to get in. People can smell that, like, almost that desperation. Mm-hmm. Um, it just taught me how to have such a strong mindset and go, like, fake it till you make it. You just, <laughs> just pretend everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I just believed it would be okay, and I, I just taught myself to just keep believing, stay positive, write these five things every day. Something good will come of it. Um, I didn't get the fourteen million rand that I was hoping for, but uh, you know, I didn't do too bad. <laughs> Love it. Um, go. We we touched a little bit on on mental toughness and 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 mental health. Um, what do you do? Is there something you do specifically to look after your own mental health and wellness? Things like exercise, meditation, holidays, you know, running around with a pet, anything like that? I do. I've started, because I don't play rugby, I think rugby was a good release um, because it's such a physical and um, it's a contact sport. You can blow off a lot of steam playing rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, I've struggled since I stopped playing rugby to find something to just blow off that steam um so i run and i, I find i push myself quite hard when i go for a run I, I genuinely don't like running but i do it because i know i need to do something yeah um and then i realize i'm running every day and i'm just running and i'm not running for a reason so it was very easy for me to go oh you know i'm just not going to get up and run today um so i, I hooked on the fact that i'm now going to enter a triathlon and go okay cool and my mate's going I just want to. I just want to finish. I'm like, no, dude, you're gonna go and try and win it. Like, <laughs> that's it. And I think I've, I've, I've attached that that challenge to it. Um, you know, and that helps. So exercise definitely always the first place I go to when I'm feeling down or I just need a blow off steam. A good mm-hmm. five, six, seven k run. You know, just go, just go out and just smash it. Um. I also, I suppose, being positive, you've got to just sit back, take a deep breath and go, okay, what can I do about it? Nothing. Okay. What can I do to change it? Nothing. What can I do right now to make myself feel better? Okay. I can be grateful for what I do have. Um, if I can't change it, then there's no point in me spending any more time worrying about it. Um, and I guess it's, as they say in the game of rugby, next job, next job, next job. Um, and then just focus on on doing something different or changing something. Mm. Uh, I suppose from a mental side that that's tend to do. Sometimes I just switch off completely and mindlessly scroll through Facebook or watch like, I don't know, Avengers or Star Wars or something. Um, and just like switch off completely. Um, and, and that's sometimes all you need. Maybe it's, you're just tired and you need a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's amazing when, when you take that sort of constructive pause in your, in your day just how much stuff when you you kind of slow down and stop how much stuff is floating around in our minds that we didn't even know it was there and suddenly you you almost can separate yourself from it and you see it in front of you and you go bloody hell why am i carrying all that around with me yeah yeah and you beat it doesn't help to beat yourself up if you've made the mistake like if you can't change it, you might as well just crack on and you know learn the lesson. Otherwise, you've lost lost the war. That's that's yep. the thing. 
Yeah. Um, the same as once again when I coach, I tell the guys, you, you only lose a game of rugby or a game of sports if you haven't learned a lesson. Um, if you haven't learned how to be better from it, then then you've lost. Then you've truly lost the game. Mm. If you don't lose, you're not going to get better. If yeah. you don't make a mistake, you're not going to get better. Yeah. That's, some, that's the unfortunate thing. Because you've got to make the mistakes to get to the top. That's it. You've got to fall. You've got to get up. You've got to dust yourself off. Um, yeah. Sometimes Rocky Balbo is a good inspiration, I guess. Yeah. There are some, some good ones in there. <laughs> yeah. If you want some, uh, yeah, some good good uh, motivation, watch the Rocky Balbo series. Yeah. So um, from, a, from a bucket list perspective, Rob, what, are there any sort of things that you're looking forward to doing? And, and could you tell us a bit about that? Um, you know, aspirational or, or kind of um, just obviously with, with restrictions opening up, a, a lot of people looking forward to being able to get away or go away or anything like that? Uh, I've never been a big, I love seeing places and stuff, but I hate being away from my home. Makes it very. I don't. I know it sounds strange, but like two, three days away from home, and I'm getting itchy to be back. If that makes sense. Um, and it's maybe a lesson that I could learn is is to take that time and go and enjoy the scenery. So one thing I want to do is I want to travel the UK and Europe and look at all the castles. And just go visit castles. I love, I love those old buildings go down and check out the dungeons and the torture chambers and <laughs> um, yeah and, the, and history there's there's so much history around us that i just i want to go and soak it up um but i think one of the big things for me is to learn how to, to, to proper 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 relax mm. like switch my phone off go to the beach with my kids and what you know and just take a day off I think as a as a self-employed person, you sometimes get stuck in that space where you feel guilty for taking time off. Yeah. So, uh, sort of what I've learned with having these triplets is that it's okay. You need to have a break. Otherwise, you're not going to make it. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm slowly getting better at that. So that's one bucket list is to take my – I want to take my kids to Europe, maybe France, take them to Disney World, um, take them around to like the Eiffel Tower, Whatever the case is, whatever there's so much history, and just go and see these places that you see on the movies, and just go and experience it for yourself. Yeah, brilliant. Um, that's one. Um, I've got ambitions as a, as a as a coach, so I'd like to see how high I could end up coaching um, in sport. Um, I think that's that's it. You know, and conquer fear. I'm I'm gonna sign up to do. A skydive. I'm, I hate heights. Like I know I'm a tall person and jump really <laughs> the line out, but I genuinely, genuinely don't like heights. Um, so I'm gonna go and skydive and see if I can conquer that fear. Awesome. I mean, like I don't have anything. Like I don't want to go climb a mountain or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather help people get through their thing. I'd, I'd rather my story got out and help people than you know climb a mountain and go cool up. I climbed Everest, so did ten thousand other people. But if my story can go out and help 10,000 other people, that's, that for me would be something to tick off the bucket list. Awesome. And um, what's next for you? Um, you know, obviously, we, we talked a little bit, a bit about your story. And, um, you know, if you could share your, your um, YouTube channel 
uh, details. I'll, I'll also put them in the show notes. But um, you know, what, what's next for you? Are you? Have you got any sort of projects or, or new ventures that you're embarking on that you could share with us? It's currently, it's all inward. Um, it's my estate agency, or you know, my little branch of the estate agency. I really want to get that off the ground because mm-hmm. um, doing all those other things kind of takes money. So would be good to have a business that's looking after that and i really enjoy i really enjoy it uh, there's nothing better than being able to give someone the keys to their brand new house um or selling someone's house so that they can go on their retirement voyage whatever the case is whatever people's outcomes are but like property like much like coaching and life coaching you get to see and change people's lives um, and it's really really cool so i'd like to grow that business where you know, my motto, personal motto while I'm working is changing lives one move at a time. So, you know, and that's why I say it's all integrated. My my lifestyle is, as an estate agent and as a person, it's all one blur, blurring circle. Um, so as much as I want to help other people, helping people move is a really, really something I enjoy. Um, and I love checking out people's houses. <laughs> um, MTV cribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing is you start selling houses that go in cribs. Yeah. So I think for now, business and business-wise, it's definitely just growing my business. Um, coaching, sport-wise, I'm I'm the head coach of Bournemouth Lions wheelchair rugby. So I think for now, that's my focus there is to get everyone back to a, a level where they can just play and, and enjoy. Um, you know, so with sports opening up and, and all that kind of stuff, it'll be great. But it's an indoor sport, so we were going to wait a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So that's open is to, to really focus with them and get them pushed up. Um, I'm helping out at another rugby club, so at a union rugby club. I would like to be able to spend more time there at some point, you know, where I don't feel guilty because I'm leaving my family or work or whatever the case may be. Um, and then I suppose my biggest one is, and this is something that's really driving me at the moment, is to share my story. It's, I don't know why all of a sudden I just I felt this urge that I needed. I think lockdown and people were just not happy and stuff like that. I just wanted to share the trials I have and what we do on a day-to-day basis. You know, life's not that bad. You, you can still get past. You can still get by. You can still be okay. Um, and, and I think that's something I'm really pushing at the moment is just to live is to live that coaching aspiration. And I suppose it all once again mixes in. So helping people move homes, it's really cool. And helping people overcome adversity, it's another cool thing. Helping people overcome challenges at sport or become something they never thought they could become. I suppose it's all one thing really, and that's it. So just to make the world a better place. Yeah, love it. if I said to you, can you share with us, I don't know, four or five of your, you think are your most important tools, gadgets, maybe an everyday carry thing or, or some important habits that you've picked up um, in terms of helping people to make the most of their day, uh, what, what would you list as your, your things? Okay, so first of all, get yourself a little book, your gratitude journal. And, and 
write down things you're grateful for, whether it's one thing today or 10 things, just make sure that every single morning you wake up and you're writing down something positive. Um, it's a good way to start your day. So don't look at your phone, don't answer emails, don't go to Twitter, don't go to social media, because all you're doing is you're comparing your life to someone else who's only showing you the good parts of their life and not showing you the horrible parts. Um, so I try not touch my phone until I've had my cup of coffee and done my journal for the morning. Um, and then normally by that time, the triplets are up, so it's breakfast time and all that kind of stuff. So it gets crazy. Um, I'm really tech. Um, Google's got some amazing stuff. Um, you can get whatever you want, but Google Tasks, Google Calendar, making sure you just don't forget stuff because the more busy your life is and the more stuff that's going on, the more you bound to forget if you don't just write it down. So make sure you've either got a diary or digital diary. Yeah, just a positive mindset. That's it's like everything else you can make do with what happens and be flexible with what happens around your day. I suppose at the end of the day and just be the best you can be on any given day. Yeah. Um, don't try to be better, just be the best you can be. Brilliant. Cool. Uh, you, you touched on a little bit earlier uh, a, a quote that you, you, your sort of personal philosophy, are, are there any others that you kind of live by or, or sort of uh, values or characteristics that you think are, are important um, for people to, to think about in terms of not necessarily being, being happy or successful, but, but having something solid to, to stand on when, when they're going through, through life? Yeah, so we touched on Rocky Balboa. I suppose that one speech he says, you know, life's not all sunshine and roses and it will beat you down. Life will hit harder than you or anyone else will hit. Um, you know, it's, it's not about how many times you get knocked down. You just got to get up one more time. Yeah. And, and I think that if you, if you can just get up one more time every time, eventually you'll win. Um, but you gotta, you've got to stay positive. Um, I know I bang on about it, but it's just that positive mindset that probably gets me through so many challenges. Um, and then the big one is don't attach happiness to goals or to items or to things, because if you're attaching your happiness to a new house or a bigger house or a better car or you know a different job, you get fleeting happiness and you're never happy because you're always going to be looking for a bigger house or a bigger car or a more fancy thing or a relationship or whatever the case may be. Um, I've just generally found that the happiness is in the journey, not in the in the destination. Um, so yeah, if you can if you can really start enjoying life one day at a time, um, have your goals, work towards them, but don't attach your happiness to those goals because you're either going to achieve it and not be happy, or you're not going to achieve it and not be happy. So mm. <laughs> either way, you're not going to be entirely excited about the thing and if you do get happy it's going to be fleeting because yeah. it's attached to a thing yeah and um, so and i've just found it and i think my triplets have taught me that is you know through all adversity that i mean by rights those kids shouldn't be doing the things they're doing but they always 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 are laughing and smiling and happy um you know if they can be happy then i don't see why anyone else can't be yeah i've, I've loved watching uh some of your your family videos and just it's like it's just such happy chaos it's brilliant i love it they're just all going for it and just yeah it's brilliant brilliant 
So have you got any books that you're currently reading or, or books that you'd recommend for, for anyone? Um, so it depends what you want, but once again, you can read whatever book you like, but you've got to make the decision to implement anything that you're going to read or going to try and do. Mm. Um, in my mission to become a better coach, um, whether it be life or, or even a better estate agent or a better wheelchair rugby coach, I'm on a mission to, I'm trying to figure out how the brain works. I'm reading a book called Elite Minds, mm -hmm. um, which is great. Um, I enjoyed the legacy um, about the All Blacks and about what they are. I mean, that there alone is probably a blueprint for success in, in a team. You know, it's been used, it's been tried, it's been tested, and it works. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like two World Cups back to back. Yeah, it's a great book, isn't it? Won the player of the decade and didn't play for half the decade. So, you know, that's the type of thing. Yeah. Um, so his book was quite good. I enjoyed his book as well, mm -hmm. Richard McCaw's book. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's it. I, I sort of just go with the flow and whatever I'm feeling at the moment, and I'll, I'll look for a book to go in. But that Elite Minds, I'm really enjoying it. Sort of, and it's an easy reading reading language, so it's not like really high. It's not admin to read it. So when you read it, it's easy reading and it makes sense, and it's and you start understanding. Um, things a bit better and it's yeah it makes makes a huge difference doesn't it when when yeah. people don't don't write to sound academic but write to actually yeah. touch people where, where they need to hear stuff yeah and, and for me that book's been amazing so it's stuff you can implement in your life it's stuff you can implement at work it's stuff you can implement as, at sports um and that's a great thing and, and i think i think that's why i'm a big advocate of kids playing competitive sports um you know, to learn to deal with that adversity, to learn to work a little bit harder when you don't do it, and to learn to be in a team. Um, you're not going to win every game. You're not going to be selected in every team. Um, and that's that. Yeah. Cool. So, obviously, you talked about your um, YouTube channel. Um, can you share the address for that so that, obviously, if people want to catch up with that and catch up with you social media wise um that'd be great again it's an opportunity for your story to get up but but also for people to to see you know some of the great stuff that that people are doing in adversity um i think i just called it uh, rob emery to be honest um the youtube channel you know, i've got a playlist um I think my playlist is called it's about the journey not the destination um it's just simply rob emery i think that's it i didn't know I'll, I'll catch up with you and, and put it into the show notes so we, we yeah. people can access it that way um yeah, and it's obviously shared just to my normal profiles and all that kind of stuff as well yeah Probably so do some more social media wise have you got any instagram yeah, or got, anything like that yes yeah, so so, to catch up with you Obviously, Facebook, it's just Rob Emery, and you'll see my ugly mug there. Um, I've got Instagram, it's Rob Emery07. Uh, I think Twitter is the same, at Rob Emery07. And uh, the YouTube, I've got, I've separated it. So I've got the one that's um, it's Team Emery08, and it's uh, that's where we've shared all our, our great, grateful for videos. 
Um, so with the last two lockdowns, my family and I, we created that YouTube channel. And then I've got one for work, which just shares my property stuff. And then, yeah, that's it. I think that's about it. I don't have any websites or anything. I didn't really want to go too deep into having Facebook pages and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just wanted people to be able to get to me and see who I am. So whether it's me as an estate agent or me as sharing my story or me as a dad, whatever the case may be, it's all just in one place. Awesome. And finally, Rob, just um, if you could recommend or connect me with anyone in terms of the, the podcast in the future, um, obviously you and I probably share a lot of similar people we'd love to have or, or hear from, but, uh, you know, somebody realistic um, in terms of, of, of us being able to get, get in touch with and, 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 and bring onto the podcast, who would it be? Jeez, you're throwing me under the bus. <laughs> now, there's so many people. There is one person I'd love to chat to, and that's Mitch. Yep. Grant Mitchell, to understand his story of playing sevens for, for Zim. And when they won that tournament, like I think he was captain at the time. I mean, obviously hadn't played with him, but I'd love to hear his story of his journey through the Zimbabwean club rugby and all of that kind of stuff. Cause I know he was quite heavily involved for a, a while there. Yeah, he's, um, I believe he's been doing, doing well with the, with the club he was coaching at. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were knocking, what, who was he? Old Georgians. Old Georgians. Yeah. yeah. They were yeah. smashing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'd love to hear his story because I mean, he, he always had some pretty cool stories, and I think he would. Being quiet, I think he's got some stuff to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love Mitch. He um, he played for me actually at university, funnily enough. So uh, <laughs> another one we could go go way back with. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was always it was always great playing rugby with him. I think he was a very underrated player. I must be very honest with you. Yeah, good man. Yeah. Good man. Awesome. Rob, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. It's been great to catch up. And uh, we uh, definitely need to catch up for another breakfast one of these days. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure I'll have another course up in that side of the wall. They don't tend to do them down where I am, so I have to drive all the way up north to attend them. But yeah, we'll definitely, when I'm up that side of the wall, we'll definitely catch up. Brilliant. Look forward to it. Thanks again for your time and all the best love to the family, mate. Yeah, thanks a lot, Will. Take care, bud.